It's okay. So they grab the vodka. I do love the idea of an episode just starting with what's a butt chug. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so basically they grab. Everybody wants to know what the butt chug is. So basically, best. basically what they do is they put they put the vodka in their butt. It gets absorbed straight into the bloodstream. Okay. You bypass the whole stomach situation so you don't absorb any calories. They're basically it's it's almost as efficient as shooting up alcohol. Yeah. You already know what it is. Off the dome starts now. Now, fuck it. This episode is brought to you by Rhyming. Help me, please. What is up, everybody? Before we get the episode rolling, just wanted to say subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the iTunes, subscribe to the TuneIn. All those links and such will be found in the description down below. Leave us a like, leave us a comment, tell us what you liked, tell us what you didn't like. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at OTD underscore podcast. We'll be tweeting out random stuff throughout the day. Now on with the episode. So what you're saying is this is what models do to get drunk. Yes, because they don't want to ingest calories. Because right, I mean, right, right. vodka. Well, it's just that when you when you open up with, hey, you know what they do to not intake calories? I'm like, oh, so they this is what they do before they eat. <laughs> but, but no, you mean Shoals. to get. You mean, nah, it's, it's lunchtime. You know, we get, so you mean. You can't absorb calories if you're drunk. I got you. I got you. Start I got fucking you. using goddamn meal suppositories. Right, so, so it's a suppository of alcohol. Yes. To get drunk. Yes, because it goes straight into your bloodstream. Absolutely. So, and you bypass the whole digestive system. Now, let me ask you this though: if it's this is and and for the so listeners, that's so it's the same thing. And for the listeners, with the hot sauce, what we're saying: don't is, chug the hot sauce. <laughs> don't chug. Don't the do hot that. Sauce. No, what we're saying is that it's the same. This is such an odd conversation. It's, out yeah. of it's, it's the same. Uh, you know, it, it it takes the same highway. If yes. you will, it goes straight. As, as, I know, I know. That's so open for, but it takes the same as, as it takes the same road as if you were to put it under your tongue. Yes, except for that, you're it not, actually it actually is faster. Right, except that you're not taking the calories. Exactly, because you're bypassing the whole digestive system, right. and just what basically this is really gross. Basically, what happens is it takes all the alcohol, and then the water that's left over just kind of comes out. You're speaking about anal leakage. <laughs> A hundred percent. It's it's shit vodka. You know, it's fucking terrible. Anyway, so that's why when you eat hot sauce, the capsin isn't processed. It just coats your tongue. Right. The same thing going out. It kind of just sticks it just to it. Coats. And your body has the same thing, and it's like, oh shit, your ass is on fire. Son of a bitch. Back, Back to, to where we started. Yes. A peach coconut. A ple- uh, a pleasant. No, not it doesn't sound pleasant. I didn't I I don't know, man. It just sounds weird. It's like coconut, peach, mint. Are you are you let me ask, are you a mojito uh, guy? Uh without the mint, sure. That's not a fucking mojito then. Oh no no, that's that's like that's my grandpa's drink of choice. Club soda and, and rum? It has to be Bacardi Silver. The cheapest Bacardi Silver. And then what you do is it's 
two shots of Bacardi Sober in a highball glass, a lot of club soda, and just a splash of Coke just to give it color. And that's what he drank for his whole entire life. Every day. And like he he could have afforded different alcohols, but that was like his thing. This is when Bacardi, like the silver's the, the white one, right? The, yeah, yeah. Well, this is when Bacardi Silver was like looked down upon. Like, cause this is like a really long time ago. I'm talking like 1960s. 1960s, 1970s. So this is when Bacardi was still Cuban. Yeah. Uh or Puerto Rico. It was Cuban? Bacardi's a Cuban. Alright, well, there you go. Fun, fun fact, my grandfather was actually deported from Cuba. Your grandfather, your mom's dad? My dad's. Your mom's dad. No, my, my, my dad's, your dad's dad. My dad's dad was deported from Cuba. So there was a hotel, and I forget the name of it. And if I text my dad, he'll tell me what it is. But it was a big hotel. And this is in the 1950s, early 50s, before Castro. Batista. Yeah, yeah, but Batista, but like toward the end of it. Right. So he went for a tour because he had a band, mm. like a like a I guess you would say like a trio. Yeah. So he and they got they got pretty big in Mexico and like the Yucatan area, and a hotel told them, "Hey, why don't you come here for like an internship for like two years?" He went and he liked it so much that he stayed. When he stayed, he my grandfather was also a fucking degenerate gambler. <laughs> like, he gambled a lot. Right. So, he gambled a lot with the wrong people. Mm. So, he actually ended up with, like, from the gorilla. Mm. And they came in and they put him in jail. And he was like, I don't fucking... I'm just gambling. I didn't know they were. And then they were like, ah, oh, fuck it. And they kept him in jail for, like, three months. And then eventually, um, the rest of his band... Of his trio, which is actually his brothers, uh, finally found him because he went missing. They didn't know what happened. They disappeared him. And when they did find like find him, they told him, hey, no, for real. Look, he works at this hotel. Like he he has nothing to do with it. We're not even from here. And they're like, all right, get fuck off. And he left. And then like a couple years later, the whole Cuban revolution. So you're going to find it was Cuban. No, Mexican. He got. You said he got deported to Cuba to Mexico. From Cuba. But he was Mexican. Yes. He got deported back to Mexico <laughs> from Cuba. What he was doing in Cuba <laughs> is a fucking mystery. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. He's, okay. He wasn't communist. He wasn't anything. He was just. He was just having a good time. Okay. And that's what and he gets. Gambling. Yeah, and gambling his fucking life away. All right. So that's the whole thing. But anyway. I feel you. After that, yo, my grandfather's story is like, I don't know what it is about the older generation. Yeah. The older generation, I feel like they did fucking everything, dude. Like, they had so many different jobs. Like, I don't think my generation is ever going to get to experience that. No, of course not. You can't. Because you can't because there's no need for that anymore. Well, yes. We've we've gotten specialties now, right? Right, but... Now um, you go to school and there's a fucking catalog bigger than a, than a fucking menu at Denny's with, with right, shit that you can study. Right, but it also takes away like a nice experience I think because and this is a segue quick quick just detour I'm making to my mom mo- my mom's dad my other grandfather I'm just gonna go because your mom is Nicaraguan yes. yes I'm gonna pop off a list of shit of jobs he had okay. doctor mm. karate instructor mm. that's a good transition 
back to a doctor a during the war. He went from helping people in the hospital to putting people to in hurting the hospital. Them. And then back into being a doctor. <laughs> oh. CIA informant. Non-stop business. CIA informant during the whole... Um, the whole uh, Sandinista thing. Came to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Had a body shop. Had a Cuban cafe- cafeteria. Okay. A Nicaraguan Cuban cafeteria. Sold that. Okay. Put a doctor's office here in the U.S. Wow. Got it shut down. Of course. Because his license was not from this country. <laughs> Went back to Nicaragua. Opened up a water company. Like to sell water, drinking water. Yeah. But not with bottles. With in bags. bags. Yeah. Didn't work. Okay. Lipstick company. Kind of worked. But he said the rent at the the Mercado Oriental, yeah. which is like the big market there. Okay. Not worth it. So he let that go. And now he's a loan shark. I, well. So this is what I'm saying. To, to, to his defense, I've, I've. In my experience, I, I think most of the guys that go old, you know, they, they grow old and then they have a little bit of money saved, mm-hmm. they all become loan sharks. No. And yeah, I get yeah, it. Because because at the end... You what, know, what do you do with the money? You well, can't there's work a, There's anymore. a bad co- connotation here. Loan sharks go after you and they break your, your knees and all oh, that no, other no. shit. No, he just, just takes your house. They, they lend money. Yeah. yeah. No, he lends money, but he'll, he'll, he takes people's houses. Yeah, yeah. But that, what I'm saying is shit. that they, they, you know, it's not like. No, no, of course. It's not like the mafia here. Right, right, I'm right. just saying so many different occupations. Well, I'm saying because my dad did that too. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's in. He will lend money. Does that shit. Yeah, it's fine. Lend money. And, he straight yeah. up got offended when I call him a loan shark. Well, no, it's, it, it is what it is. It is, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. And it's a it's a way to make money. And it's a way to, for him to keep stuff. He doesn't get bored doing it. Anyway, my point is they did a lot of stuff. So my grandfather, when he got back from from Cuba, got a contract with Bacardi. Mm. And he was the distributor for the entirety of Latin America for like a solid eight years. And my dad was like eight years old around this time. So that's where he got his love for Bacardi. So what he would do is, and this is when Bacardi wasn't shit. But... Like no, like no one in Latin right, America right, outside right, of like right. the Caribbean knew what it was. Right. So what he would do is he would offer people in like their quinceaneras, he would offer them, hey, I'll supply all the alcohol, but you can't have anything else. Like I'll supply all the alcohol for your party, but you can't. But have- it all has to be Bacardi. Yeah. You can't have any other right. alcohol. That's and and that's exactly. And so what what would happen is people would drink and they'd be like, oh, this shit's good. And then that's how he would do that. And also he used to drive up and down Mexico. He actually was in a car accident and he had a titanium plate going down his right arm for the entirety of his life. And he could never go through an airport without uh, without the alarm going Fucking off. Fucking detectives going off. That's the story of my life, bro. You, oh, well. <laughs> Shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> I, yeah. I enjoy it. You want to inform the <laughs> listeners? I, I enjoy it. Well, I have, I have a, a hip replacement and I have two uh, metal rods on my other hip. So I have a hip replacement on my right uh-huh. and I have metal rods on my left. So, so when he says story of my life. Oh, it's literally, yeah, yeah. literally the my, my life. Cause I had the first surgery. I had it when I was 12. Oh, really? That far back? Yeah. So, and you played baseball. Oh, and good at it. Yeah. I'm saying, Oh yeah, I played baseball with, I thought, I thought it was after you got like career ending. No, like I, I, surge, I mean, um, no, I had injuries that you no, got. I had, stuff. I had the first surgery when I was 12 mm. and I had the pins 
put in. Okay. Uh, they did it wrong. So the next Shit. year, they had to take him out. Right. So his advice was, look, man, it's been there for a year already and your hip is back in place for a year. So nothing's going to happen. We can take him out. Right. Okay. So they took him out and then I want to, then whatever that just kind of went on. Then a couple of years later, I had him, I had the other leg. Oh, wow. And then they put pins in that one. And then they did it right. They did it right. Cause that one was done here. And it was done right. Okay. So that I was like 13, 14. Um, so I kept playing. This is why you're so fucking tall. <laughs> I kept playing. It actually, you know, what's crazy mm -hmm. is that when I had the first surgery, he told me that's going to, that's going to make you about an inch or so shorter when I had the first surgery. So, but, um, but I, I kept playing and holding back. Everything, everything was, everything was chilling. Everything was cool. Um, but then I want to say like six, seven years ago, well, it was already like painful type mm. of thing, right? Like it was, it's been painful forever, right. but like six, seven years ago, I went to the doctor and I was like, look, dude, I'm done. I'm not going to keep playing. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for a contract. Right. Like it hurts. Replace yeah. my head. <laughs> the realization. It, it, I was like, yo, it hurts kid. And he goes, look, man, you're young. He goes, you know, usually I would, I would be like, it's okay if you're 60. Um, because what happens is that the hip replacements, they have like an expiration date, right? They wear off, they wear off. So he's like, so they usually wear off like around 30 years. Yeah. So if you're 60, I'm going to tell you, go ahead and do it. Cause you know, I'm going to, I'm going to roll the dice on that. You're yeah. going to make it to 90. So, so statistically speaking, right. you ain't making they're like, so, so, so do it. But if you're now you're going to get it now, then you're going to get another one when you're 60. And then you're going to get, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he's like, so I'd rather you not do it. And I'm like, look, bro. I have that. I was like, look, bro. Put it in. If you, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you, you want me to go another 30 years with pain, with this pain. And what if I go 15 years with this pain and then I get hit by a truck? I went with this pain for no reason. Shit. Put it in. <laughs> And like, listen, wind up. listen, 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 doctor, you can either give me the hip or give me morphine. You know what I mean? It's one or the other. So, so that's why I ended up, that's or the story. Let me of, develop yeah. a fucking Vicodin addiction. Yeah, that's why, that's why, that's why I did it. Which, yes, House. by the way, yes. Percocet is amazing. Is it? Oh. Um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, except for the fact that it constipates you. All opioids do that. I think it's a fair trade. Um, it's a, yeah. But... But yeah, dude, that was. That well, was I mean, you've, that was you've taken Percocet, right? With that hip replacement, I thought it was the best thing in the fucking world. Did you get itchy face? I'm sorry, <laughs> itchy face. <laughs> Come did again? You, did you get? Uh, you heard the fuck I said? <laughs> itchy face. That's a real thing. Oh, uh, is this back to the hot sauce uh, no. conversation? <laughs> no, itchy face. No, it's dude. like opioids oh, make your make like your face itch. No, dude. You, it's it's called the itch. It's called the itch. I Got swear, itch. dude, you can look that shit up. No, dude. I, I took. I, I had. Uh, I want to say, I'm trying to think of the side effects. Um, but I don't think I had any. You know, I know. I know that they told me, hey, look, it might be a little hard on your stomach, type of thing. But I never had. I never had any issues, dude. All right. So my mom got a hysterectomy, mm. and they gave her Percocet. Yes. And she didn't take it because she's a fucking soldier. And she said, nah, I'm good. I don't need that shit. Damn. Your yeah. Hard as shit. Yeah. And she didn't take it. 
but she did fill out every prescription they gave her for it because she said what if you got that right okay so anyway smart, smart a, like lady. a couple months after that i i'm a big boy i hurt my back no and i was like i ah. can't take it i was like that's fuck i it's so the strength your mother was able to summon you were not no i was not <laughs> you want to hear how funny this is all right I was trying to wash the front of my house with the pressure washer that I have. Oof. And you know, you have to like, yeah, yeah. It, all right. You know that if it doesn't turn on, the pressure builds up yeah. and it gets really like, you can't move it. But. All right. My stupid ass didn't realize this. So I was like, boom, boom, boom. And on the last one, I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm gonna do it. Wah! It stopped completely. And my back was fucked up Oof. for like three months. Oof. Yes. Anyway, during that whole period, I was like, mom, bring it here. Give me the Percocet. And yeah, I was on Percocet for a while, and it was beautiful. But I got itchy face. <laughs> Dude, my my. Now that you mentioned that shit, only man, you would get. Yeah. That itchy now that you mentioned, <laughs> no, that it's shit, for man. real. Like it's itchy face. <laughs> I I had I had the hip replacement in. I want to say, November, right? Mm-hmm. And in, I had it, I had the 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 to give you like a time thing. I had it in November. In December. Mm-hmm. I took a road trip to New York when I was walking around everywhere. And your hip hurt. New York City. No, I was chilling, right? Oh, okay, because you you had I had the hip replacement in November. Okay. It, by December, I was walking around like, New fine. York City like like it was all good, right? I took a road trip out there was chilling. Okay. I thought I was the biggest you know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, that shit is pretty fucking sick. But now that you mentioned that about your mom, my dad had a hip replacement years before before I did. Before the technology was good. Years before I did, right? Which I, re- I remember that when I had the hip replacement. Years before I did, he had a hip replacement. And mind you, when I took the when I had the hip replacement, mm-hmm. I had a physical therapist come through. All right. And I had physical therapy for like for like eight weeks. And he would he's the first one to tell me, like, look, I'm gonna call you before I come here. So when I call you, take the Percocet. That way by the time that I get here. Right. It's, it's already, already taking effect. It's and, already taking effect because if anybody has gone through physical therapy here, mm-hmm. it's fucking it, it's agony. Painful. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So he was like, "Yo, take the perk, and then you'll be, you know, what I'm saying you'll mm-hmm. be, you'll be set." Yeah. So we were like, "All right, all right, cool." And I would take it every every day before he got there, like 30 minutes before, and I was and it was sweet. And I would take it before I would go to sleep. And I it's it is the best fucking thing in the world, right? It legit. It, it was sounds like a goddamn purchase. Dude, legit, legit. Except for the itchy face. Dude, legit. It was the the best. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Percocets. <laughs> best experience. The other than my son being born, it was the best fucking experience. It was also <laughs> second only to that. <laughs> second only to that. Also, by the way, well, I was on perks. I was chilling at home the whole time. It was uh, the champions when Chelsea won, and they had. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so Taurus. So I'm a big Taurus fan. So it was fucking beautiful. Anyways, the point of the story is my dad had a hip replacement, mm-hmm. and a month later, he didn't take any fucking drugs because those old school. Oh uh, yeah, because they're like, no, it's bad for yes. you. It'll kill you. So he didn't take any fucking drugs. Did the physical therapy, and a month later, he was like, "All right, fuck it, I'm going back to the R." And I was like, "Dude, now once I had the physical, the the fucking replacement, I was like." Ah, how in the fuck?